Good afternoon and welcome to Lambda Weekly. I'm Dave Taffet here in the studio with Lauren Landis and the late Patty Fink, who's early because she brought the early Aaron Moore with her. The, yes. The, the Virgo who drove Aaron Moore, yes. <laughs> well, so. Welcome, Virgo. Thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, it is Pledge Drive here at KNON, and we have more Sandra Bernhard tickets. Sandyland presents Stan with Texas. Comedian-actress Sandra Bernhardt will be at the Kessler Theater on Sunday, December 3rd. Doors open at 6 p.m. The show's at 7 p.m. It's uh, the Kessler Theater's on the corner of West Davis and Clinton in Oak Cliff. And we have two pairs of tickets uh, for general admission seating. $125 gets you a pair of tickets, $160 gets you a pair of tickets, and a KNON t-shirt. 972-647-1893. You have to call in uh, for the tickets. Mm -hmm. I, I was just looking at the premiums, you guys. It's your 40th anniversary, right? So all if you have KNON swag, a t-shirt, a bag, an umbrella, whatever, you need to get the new ones that have the 40th anniversary on them. <laughs> They're, they're really stunning. I'm wearing one. Yeah, you are. Yep. I think, well, I three, the three hosts are all wearing K-N-O-N t-shirts. <laughs> As we do often. Yes. You're K-N-O-N wearer. Um, the new t-shirts that we have, there's a 40th anniversary uh, pullover hoodie for $125 pledge. It's a black Gildan soft style fleece hoodie with front pockets, and it's the KNON 40th anniversary design logo printed on the front. Comes in sizes small through triple extra large. In other words, there's one that's large enough for Patty. Hey, please. hey, you're joking, but that's my favorite winter around the house thing to wear, and cold weather's coming. It's tempting us now, but it's coming. And it. Uh, yeah, I wish it would come on. Yeah. It is that, but that hoodie, that particular hoodie, is my go-to. It is so warm and so soft and so snuggly. Nope. And she'll spontaneously say, "I love my Kano and hoodie." I love my hoodie. <laughs> <laughs> well, you gotta show appreciation when you can. They're really well-made shirts. You should get call and get one. Nine seven two six four seven one eight nine three. We also have one. It's not a hoodie, but it's a long T-shirt that's red with black. Uh, lettering on it. That's pretty stylish also. Long um, sleeve t-shirt with, mm -hmm. with the uh, 40th anniversary. With the 40th anniversary on it. And that's for a $60 pledge. Which you can wear in case it doesn't get cold. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case you did a little chill. You can wear the chill. long sleeve yeah. hoodie, or the long sleeve shirt, t-shirt, if, if it stays like this. Yep. Buy the hoodie just in case. Put the hoodie over the long sleeve. You're layered. You're good lesbian layered. It's a great deal. <laughs> Lesbian layer. Lesbian layers. 972 <laughs> is the lesbian line. 972 if you'd like those. An easier way to make a pledge if you're just doing a regular uh, pledge that doesn't involve tickets is to go to knon.org, hit the Pledge Now button, and uh, the pledge premiums all come up, and it just asks you basic information name address and you need to be sure to put david taffet 
because it'll ask you about DJ. And so our show will get credit if you choose David Taffet. As the DJ. As the DJ, yes. Not for your name, because then David's going to get a whole bunch more T-shirts. So. Right, you, don't, you can buy them for David if you would like to. But I don't need any more. But he doesn't really need. <laughs> doesn't really need any more. But he will need to be the your choice on the DJ, DJ drop selection. Down. Yes, yes, yes. And any support you can give would be appreciated. KNON's been on the air for as long as the station, right? Remember yeah, one we, of the first shows. We were the week first week. day. Yeah. 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 Because the station went on the air intermittently on a Sunday. Yeah, Lambda Weekly's been here from the beginning, so it's our 40th anniversary too. And uh, if you can support that kind of radio that, that lasts that long, that's, that's about you and your community, then, then you need to call the number, 972-647-1893. Or go online, knon.org. Um, I just thought when you came on today, we'd just do kind of a news roundup, Erin. Okay. So should I just throw out some topics to you? Well, I hear, uh, what is it, abortion and marijuana are sexy. We can start there if you want. Sure. <laughs> Did you hear Santorum saying that? Yes. Yeah. It, well, my only my favorite comment about that is why are we still talking about Rick Santorum? But he he went on Fox News and said, well, of course the Democrats were going to win when you throw out sexy topics like marijuana and abortion. You know. So yeah. Abortion's a real sexy dude. <laughs> well, the bigger yeah. part of his statement was concerning to me. He said, sometimes pure democracy isn't healthy for our country. Mm -hmm. I'm like... He said that? I guess I shouldn't be surprised. Well, he because did. if you can't get your way, you know, that's... It's he, not good for our country. Right. Well, and he was... He, I think he's talking about, you know, the, that we're actually Republican-elect people to represent us rather than direct vote blah 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 but what he really meant was we lost so we got to we've got to find a way for the minority to still win elections um but yeah it was a, it was a good tuesday night nationwide for for us um progressives progressives and, and well for me i'll speak for myself since y'all are nonpartisan um i mean ohio got uh, the abortion the right to a, to a careful just talk to your doctor medically warranted abortion into their constitution so that can no longer be uh, a football uh so yay ohio and then virginia surprised the heck out of everybody um they elected the first openly trans senator in danica rome um and seven openly gay and lesbian uh uh, delegates, mm -hmm. which is their lower house, which Danica which, Rome moved up from, which flipped the house. Mm -hmm. Yes, and the that is the first time I was talking to Anise Parker uh, this week, the uh, CEO of the Victory Fund. I was just about to mention Victory Fund. I know that's an organization that I'm a member of. I'm on there. And she said this board. is the first time that electing gay and lesbian representatives or whatever has actually flipped a house. Mm-hmm. Well, well, I'm on the Victory Fund campaign board, and I know we've done a lot of work in Virginia. I mean, it's right there by D.C., but more than that, it's it's been a bellwether state for a lot of a lot of different um, movements in other states. And we held on to the governorship there. That's Bashir, right? In Kentucky. No, that's Kentucky. That's Kentucky. Kentucky. Kentucky surprised me too. Yeah. That is surprising. Yeah, yeah, but it, he's and apparently he, the most popular governor in the country. Yep. And he came out in support of medically uh, medically necessary trans care for kids. 
said, you know, that's, that's a freedom and a right between the doctor, a parent, and their children. And unless you want the government in your bedroom or your parenting skills, then, you know, you need to vote against these, these bills. And he came out, you know, his opponent pointed fingers and said he was a trans activist and all this other stuff, and he still won overwhelmingly by McConnell, not Trump's, McConnell's hand-picked guy. So that, that was very and a guy. And a guy who was um, a Trump-picked guy as well. Oh, was he in the race as well? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, a, I thought it was interesting, too, that Youngkin in Virginia, Governor Youngkin had gone out and said, we're not only going to own the Assembly and the Senate, we're going to have a supermajority and we'll be able to pass a bill that will shut down abortion in the state of Virginia. Mm -hmm. And this is what he touted, and he sort of pseudo-planned to then, days later, announce his, his run for presidency, like he could get in late and take on Trump. Jump and, in with a cape. And, and boy, was he shut down. He was like crawling back under the table <laughs> because he lost, he, he lost both chambers in his legislature mm -hmm. by significant numbers. So there's no not anything close to a supermajority for Republicans. And there notice no well, presidential a, run. It's not a supermajority, it's uh, a minority. Right, he's he's in the well, minority that, now. That's what, there's, that's what she's saying. He he was expecting to just do a route on election night and, and then and win a supermajority mm -hmm. for his party yeah. and he not even close. He, they're the minority now. Yeah, and it, it was speculated that, like Patty said, he was going to, you know, since nobody's doing particularly well in the Republican race for nomination for president. Um, I think Trump's doing well. He is. He's setting records, 91 indictments, four criminal trials, at least three civil trials. But he's 30 points ahead in the right. polls. <laughs> well, you know, they, they like that in a guy. Um, so, <laughs> so, but Youngkin was, you know, there was widely rumored that he was expected to jump into the race after his resounding wins on election night, you know, with his superhero cape and say, I can save the country. And he had to back all that back. So that was fun. <laughs> and it, it, I mean, in here locally in Texas, we had a lot of... Uh, a lot of proposition, constitutional amendments and propositions on the ballot and, you know, some local races and things. Uh, probably the two biggest were the property tax relief, uh, which increases your homestead exemption, and then the, um, the, the teacher. pay raise for teachers, the retired teachers, mm -hmm. um, both of which are contingent on the Texas uh, surplus, you know, the, the so-called rainy day fund that we've had forever that they've been using for nothing, including actual rainy days and disasters. Right, they didn't right. even use it during the pandemic. They didnn't even use it during... Harvey, Hurricane Harvey. They took out Houston. Raining yeah. day, right. raining day. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, they, they relied, you know, the so-called independent state relied on the feds for relief for that. But regardless, I'm just happy that money is getting into the community. You know, whether I voted for the proposition or not, at least something is being done with it. Okay, so. you know which proposition... I, I just don't understand this. Proposition 12... Uh, would have done a, or will do away with the Galveston. position of treasurer in Galveston. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that treasurer must have pissed somebody off. Oh yeah, bad. he did. Yeah, I voted against that. Yeah, I, I voted against the too. too. I did too. Yeah. Okay, so that's five votes. How come it passed? Well, wow. 
almost always, unless there's this concerted campaign against a proposition. Every polling place I saw had a no on 12 sign in front of it. Unless there's a concerted effort against a proposition. I mean, a really hard, well-funded one. Like statewide. Statewide, like the teachers had for Prop 9. Then most propositions are going to pass because nobody can really know knows what they say or read. I mean, I had people who have been in the political world for a long time going, "What does this mean?" And I'm like, I don't know. I had to look it up. Right. You know. So, thank God for organizations like the League of Women Voters and Stonewall Democrats who do all those reviews and tell me how to vote because I really, you know. But Proposition 13 failed. That would have increased the mandatory retirement age for judges. Correct. Correct. Because they wanted to protect the current Supreme Court just Chief Justice, Nathan Hecht, right. who's about to turn 75, and they w didn't want him to be forced to retire. So... I mean, you got to think of it Think of it from a Republican voter's mindset, which I know is hard to do, but get into the machine with me. Um, <laughs> there are four term limits... Usually. Unless they're the ones term limited. Correct. Um, they can't go out and say Biden's old and then turn around and say, but he's, you know, but he's not old. You know, he's fine, but he's not fine. Well, no. it's a three-year difference. So, and yet, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying it makes logical sense. None of this makes logical sense, but it, it's, they don't want somebody in office who they perceive as too old, even though there's a three-year difference between Biden and Trump. <laughs> so, you know, but Biden's old, but Trump isn't. So, you know, whatever the logic is in that as well. I heard somebody explain the difference with that the other day um, on TV, and they were saying it was all about the optics, which I guess I kind of get, because Trump is pretty lively, and Biden is the exact opposite. You know, people take shots and you know his you know he moves slower well he is older um but I, I i can take someone who's moved slower maybe even thinks a little slower but as long as they're still competent oh absolutely and and they haven't been even showing all the ways that trump is losing it oh, oh absolutely so publicly he doesn't know where he is right. somebody has to come up and tell him hey you're in whatever city or, or he, he gives well he, one courtroom looks just about the same as another well and he thought <laughs> well these are at rallies yeah at rallies he's talking he doesn't know what city he done, he's he, in or the people that he's talking about right and like at a civil trial he said you know well i was so busy you know defending the country and talk dealing with china and Sir, you weren't president in 2021. <laughs> you know, I mean, that kind of thing. Right. So, yeah, I mean, he's I, he is not healthy. He's slurring his words. Biden is healthier. He just moves slower. Yeah, he's just and not. I, I can deal with that. He's, he's just, been on a, a diet of mashed potatoes and Big Macs <laughs> oh, Trump, for how long? Trump has. His entire 77-year life. And cocaine. Don't forget the cocaine. Okay, but are you. <laughs> I wasn't going to go there. I will. Here's what they're asking. Here's what poll, pollsters are asking. Are you concerned with Joe Biden's age? Mm -hmm. And a majority of people are saying, yes, they're concerned with Joe Biden's age. I'm concerned with Joe Biden's age. I, I think our vice president is absolutely prepared and ready to step right in there. But just being asked, are you concerned with Joe Biden's age? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think, yeah, they need, the pollsters are asking that question. What they need to be asking of voters is, 
does Joe Biden's age concern you enough to vote for Trump or to not vote for Biden? Right. Rather than are you concerned with Joe Biden's age? Because, yeah, I'm concerned I'm with Joe concerned Biden's age, with too. His age. Absolutely. I mean, he's 80 years old. Um, but I'm more concerned with Trump's, you know, malignant narcissism, probable dementia, and absolute syphilis-ridden brain. You know? So, I mean, it's just... <laughs> The man doesn't make sense. I'm sorry, Lauren. <laughs> the man doesn't make sense. He's just stringing words together. He's and there's there's not the compare contrast. They're isolating the question to Biden. They're not isolating the question to the election, which is what it should be. Mm-hmm. So, which which I was telling David before the show, I think that is misconstruing the polls. Um, you know, all these polls showing him 20, 30 points ahead. That mm, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not necessarily buying it. Um, maybe within the Republican Party, but on the nationally, I'm not buying it. Yeah, I'm yeah, not, I'm not buying it either. I'm not either. Well, if you're going to buy something, why don't you buy a uh, membership? We don't have memberships. No. At KNON. Be a supporter. Be a supporter. Be a KNON because supporter. it is pledge drive here at KNON. Um, the number to call to make a pledge. Jeremy's is standing by. Is nine seven two six four seven one eight nine three. That's nine seven two six four seven one eight nine three. Patty, we have some tickets. We do. So we have we have tickets to see Sandra Bernhardt. Yes, she's still around. Still around. <laughs> that was my question. <laughs> um, you know, we, not to cut you off, but last week when I was saying this, I was saying that she's a long time um, ally, and I'm like, you know what? Maybe I got that wrong. Is she actually part of the community? Didn't she say she was I bi? always understood that she was part of the community. Okay. That's what I thought. Um, She's going to Google. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to Google it. <laughs> um, Sandy Land presents Stand with Texas. Comedian actress Sandra Bernhardt will be here Sunday, December 3rd at the Kessler Theater. Um, and if you've not been to the Kessler, it's a very intimate uh, venue. Um, there's not a bad seat if you get a seat. <laughs> <laughs> and we have seats for you. Yes. Um, this is a pair of, of general admission seated tickets for um, $125 for a pair of tickets. $160 gets $60 pledge gets you a pair of tickets and a T-shirt. So this will be at the Kessler on December 3rd, which is a Sunday. Uh, the doors are open at 6 and the show begins at 7. Um, that's at the corner of West Davis and Clinton. In um, in Oak Cliff, so um, be sure to to call in now at nine seven two six four seven one eight nine three. Get this pair of tickets. This is a really going to be a great show, um, and sort of um, a, a legacy of where we were and where we've come um, with Sandra Bernhardt. She's been through all of it. Um, Sunday, December third. Uh, that's Sandra Bernhardt at the Kessler. Uh, give us a call, 972-647-1893. for a pair of tickets. $160 pledge gets you a pair of tickets and a T-shirt. So, news update. She, <laughs> she, is, uh, she identifies as bisexual and is currently in a relationship with a woman. Okay, I was right. Cool. So, yeah. Yay. Yes. Folks, did you also know KNON now accepts <laughs> pledges on the Cash App? So if you have Cash App, go to your Cash App on your phone uh, the address is dollar sign K N O N radio to make a quick and easy pledge. That's dollar sign K N O N radio, all caps, no space between K N O N and radio. Cash App pledges are not eligible for premiums. 
If you'd like your entire donation to go to KNON and want to pledge using your phone, send your donation to KNON on Cash App. Be sure to note which DJ you'd like to support, David Taffet. You can also go to KNON.org, and you can do now a monthly um, pledge on your credit card. So those are the sustaining donations. Yes. Uh, you can just do it. Put your credit card in or your debit card uh, and year-round. You don't have to worry about it. Just do it once. Um, call now and tell us what you'd like uh, to help with the sustaining monthly donation. Your donation would um, be a gift that keeps on giving all year. It's easy. It's automatic. Um, and But you do have to do at least a minimum of $5. Um, but, hey, that little $5 will help. It oh, adds absolutely. Up. It oh. adds up. It helps. It helps the station plan. They if they know how much is coming in every month. So yes, every every dollar counts. Every dollar that you can uh, afford to to donate to KNON and Lambda Weekly helps us keep this show on the air and helps keep KNON on the air. So give us a call at nine seven two six four seven one eight nine three. We'll help you get that set up. And let's just take our break. This is Patty Fink, and you're listening to Lambda Weekly on 89.3 KNON-FM. Folks, you can also become a KNON Elite Music Sponsor. Every Elite Music uh, Sponsor during this pledge drive can sponsor a KNON PSA announcement for a nonprofit of your choice. KNON, KNON will make a recording for another good cause that you select. You will be thanked on that recording. It will run for one month on the format you are supporting. Tell people about a good cause you believe in while supporting good music and programming on KNON. Must be a 501c3 and not a political or lobbying campaign. Your name will also be on the KNON event guest list for one year. You will receive two KNON items of your choosing. Put it on a bank draft or a credit card draft today at 4167 a month. Again, KNON Elite Music Sponsors. Give us a call, 972-647-1893. I'm Jeremy. I'm standing by for your phone call. And thank you, Jeremy. Uh, in case you didn't get it, it is Pledge Drive here at KNN. <laughs> that's, all we, that's all we've been talking about, abortion and Pledge Drive. <laughs> so, <laughs> Speaking of abortion, uh, Supreme Court of Alabama ruled that it is legal, I'll repeat that, legal, to transport a woman across state lines to a providing clinic, so. I don't know how, it is Lubbock I'm, thinks it's gonna yeah. prevent people from crossing their city. We haven't talked about this at New all Mexico. on this show. Um, what, what's going on in Lubbock? They passed, their, uh, their county passed, uh, not a law, but I guess. Uh, it's an ordinance. It's an ordinance that you can't pass through their county road to leave the state to go get an abortion. One, I don't know how you're going to know that. What are you going to do? Stop every single car that's driving. It's happened down the in Llano mm -hmm. in Central Texas. It's happened in like Burnett um, down in Central Texas. There's one guy that's been traveling the state trying to get small communities to come onto this 
the sport, and they and many have done have done it. So, so how was that supposed to work? Um, and I, I can't think that that's constitutional or legal in any way, no, shape, form, or fashion. No, 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 it's not. Uh, well, it's not now with the Supreme Court. Who the hell knows? Right. Exactly. Um, but. It should be full faith and uh, credit clause, you know, in commerce that what happens in one state should be allowable in another state. But regardless of any of that, you can tra- you can travel <laughs> you're, freely. You're an American citizen. You can travel freely around the country. Exactly. You know, you don't. Well, not if you're pregnant. Not if you're not if you're pregnant or think you might be pregnant. What happens if you're pregnant and you're just going for Christmas to your mother's house in Santa Fe? I guess you have to. Stay in Texas for nine months. I don't. I don't see how that's even possible. I mean, if, if you're pregnant, what are they going to do? They would have to show that you're. I mean, this doesn't even make sense. They would have to show that you're on your way to get an abortion. They'd have to show intent. Well, first they'd have to stop you, prove that you're pregnant. Right. That's yeah. How Second, they'd even have know? to show intent. But how is this? How is this any different? Under, show I mean, me your uh, papers. Under the Constitution, yeah. Show me your papers. Mm-hmm. Show me your show me your stick that you peed on. Well, they might do um, that. Um, how is this this different from denial of rights between men and women? Men can travel freely at any time, of whatever purpose they may wish, cross state lines a bazillion times back and forth. Nobody asks them a thing. Women are denied that right. Okay. That's. Just on the on, the, on yeah. its face. I mean, unless right. unless they see me in the car, they're going to go. Well, you're not. There's no way you're pregnant. So carry on. But I mean, even but they then, think I'm pregnant. And you're transporting. Me. No, I don't think so. <laughs> Dang it! I was trying. But say my niece is on a road trip with us. You know, I, I mean, mean, what are they going to stop us and ask her? Uh huh. The two lesbians are taking the niece. For an abortion. Yeah, that is sus, isn't it? Uh huh. <laughs> don't don't stop to get gas. I'm serious, though. I mean, it's it it really is coming down to like, you know, border checks and show me your papers and how do I know and you can't leave and I'm sorry. You know, they used to say you know all the all the liberals and gays should go form their own state. I'm starting to think that's a good idea. <laughs> Wait, you know, there's a writer for the for the Atlantic uh, named Ann Applebaum, and she's uh, written several long form pieces about this this phenomenon. And we see it here in Texas, and we see it around the country. When we see um, government taken over and controlled by one party, especially such a radical extreme party as the Republican Party today, um, they they go through. I mean, they, they've been in power in Texas for thirty years, control everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so. So they, they go through and they do the things they think are appropriate, and then what do they do? They don't have any more agenda because they're able to do their thing. So to get attention and to get a sure re-election, they have to go more extreme and more extreme and more extreme out there where nobody's asking them to do these things. But they, they come up with it because some small group, because they have run their agenda. And we know it's like 30 years, 30 years on in Texas, and... CPS is still a mess. Kids are dying. Still a mess. Kids are sleeping in inappropriate places, getting abused. Um, you know, schools are are having are struggling in Texas. We still have all of the same problems we had 30 years ago, um, and they haven't really brought any solutions. But they'll go after something like this, 
You know, and it's like, like nationally, it's like it's not good enough that you deny a woman, you ban uh, um, a, women from uh, seeking reproductive health care in your state. Now you're going to go after them and hunt them down. Because mm -hmm. first, originally here, this is the bounty hunter state mm -hmm. where they could come after you and, and take you to court and win money. Under his eye. They could, they could get financial gain from your personal health and, and medical history. One case like that came up this week, I think. Was it this week, Aaron? You're shaking your yeah, head. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah, and uh, the judge ruled that the person bringing the case had no standing. Well, I would certainly hope that's the case. There's, there's a case that's been, I, I don't even know the status of it, so I'm not going to chase it, but there's been a case that's been pending about a boyfriend who was um, coming after his ex. No, this was a random <coughs> person who was... Mm -hmm. uh, well, I would hope that, I would really hope that that continues to happen because this is ridiculous. And these things about if you go through our county in your car on the way to somewhere, it, it, it's, uh, this is authoritarian crap. Well, it is totally authoritarian. And this is how you know, I don't care what, you, what your political swing is, but this is how you know it has nothing to do about this so-called we're doing this for the right of the unborn. Oh, of course not. It has nothing to do with that. No, 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 no. It's about men controlling women, Th period. That's exactly what it's period. about. You're trying to control where women can drive. They can't drive freely to go to another state. It's none of your business. They want women to be property again, which is, if not exemplified by anything more clearly than this domestic violence gun case that's happening right now. You know, that a guy oh, who... Yeah. A guy who was abusing I can't even remember girlfriend wife um, she got a restraining order and he got a gun and threatened to kill him and she they refused to it's gone all the way up to the Supreme Court and I'm, I'm sorry I'm sketchy on the details but do you know more yeah so the the, the 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 case of what they're based it on is because when you are under when you have a um, protective, order. protective, protective order, order against you there's a federal law and a state law that you can't have a firearm. Right. It's temporary. Right. But while you're going through that process, you can't have a firearm. Right. He violated that clearly. Clearly. When he, um, when when he got a gun, not only did he get a gun, he shot at three different people um, during this time of of the um, protective order. protective order. He is a known danger to self and others, and it's gone right. to the Supreme Court about whether or not he has the right to have a firearm. Never right. mind her rights to right. being, you know, to serve to and protect. To being not shot. To being not killed, right, because right. you can't know the mind of someone. Well, yes, you can if this guy is violent to start with and has already shot at three people. You know, then they'd be raising yeah, their fists was, about law and order. That was three people. Huh? That was three people. She'd be a fourth person. I'm just... But it, you know what? If it, 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 turns, it turns women back into property. It's yeah. about protecting property. That's right. all this is. But you know, if you were a, a 15 or 16 year old black kid who was thought to be involved in a crime, they'd have you moved up into adult court like in a flash. Oh, yeah. And you would be incarcerated for the rest of your life in no time. No But I a mean, white guy who's violent against his girlfriend or wife can have a gun. And they're, they, they do bend over backwards. I mean, you know how many resources it takes to get a case up to the Supreme Court of the United exactly. States? Mm -hmm. Exactly. On a non-execution, like, non-emergent right. way? Right. 
millions upon millions upon millions of dollars. They had jumped in to save this guy's right to have a gun. Mm -hmm. Well, and to me, it just it, wow. it defies all logic, but it's also not supported by law enforcement. They don't want this guy to have the gun either. So it's it's going against everything that has ever been espoused about keeping law and order if you're the right color. Then you get then you get superior rights to everyone else. Well, didn't we do all that already? You know, and I told Patty the other day, I think we're headed back to a civil war. I mean, I honestly do. I think the rhetoric in this country is ramping up so hard and the violence is getting so vile and against and so random and so against anybody that disagrees with you. I think it's going to be some sort of civil war that happens. You know, if not civil war, then certainly a violent period like we had during the civil rights movement. Patty, one thing that you mentioned was uh, bringing up problems that don't exist. Mm -hmm. Okay, did you hear the case in Sherman? No, that I came don't up so. this week. Mm. Uh, Sherman ISD was putting on. Oh, a, I have heard this case. Yes, Sherman High School was putting on a production of Oklahoma. Oh, and they cast a trans uh, trans kid in the lead male role. Right. So the school district has canceled the production. The reason they gave was because of foul language. And violence. And violence. This yeah. is Oklahoma. Oklahoma. I know. Right. I can't even remember what might be violent in Oklahoma. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Oh, Judd kill someone. What so, kind of gay are you? So, <laughs> I'm not a gay man. Got to pull my Broadway is Judd, so Judd slipping. Judd attacks someone and someone kills Judd. Poor Judd is dead. Oh, poor Judd is Got to pull out my theater crate on this one. Mm -hmm. Okay, if that's the true reason, theater productions in school are always amended, cut. Uh, they cut scenes. All the time. <laughs> I mean, all the time. Because you do. You had some of these uh, uh, productions are adult content. Um, and so you want to put it. Uh, make it to where so uh, appropriate for high school or even junior high. Oklahoma is 1940s Exactly, values. exactly. So I mean, that was that was Hayes era stuff. Exactly. So you knew it was clean to start with. But. Exactly. So that 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 that's not the reason. Well, and it's also not the reason that they're trans. I mean, how many men play women's parts? South Pacific. How many the entirety of Shakespeare? Shakespeare. Shakespeare exactly. How many women play men's parts? You know. In, I mean, one of the one of the biggest productions <laughs> ever on Broadway was Peter Pan. That's a boy. That's a male character mm -hmm. played by a woman. Exactly. So yeah, it was. But in the high school production, girls play boys, boys play girls it, because the it, number of people that try a out for a, in that it, play. it happens. There's nothing what, new. I mean, Ado Annie is straight up lesbian. Forgive her <laughs> double entendre. <laughs> So why not have a trans guy play Curly? I just, I don't understand. Yeah, I, I, I don't get this. I don't get this. Now, in talking about bringing up a problem that didn't exist, the school district has made national news. Had they put on the play, nobody would even be talking about it. Yeah, when was the last time we talked about a production of Oklahoma in uh, high school? Well, was it the intent to get people to talk about it, though? I mean, they have to, you know, virtue signal somehow. You know, we don't put up with that in Sherman Denison. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I think it would be far more interesting to, to you know, get call attention to themselves by doing Oklahoma in Sherman, which is steps from the Oklahoma border. 
That's far more interesting. Well, that, yeah. that's yeah. a good point, too. Yeah. 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 Or even go across the border and do Oklahoma in Oklahoma. Exactly. They could take it across the border and say, let's have a night of production just, up here. You know, I, all this protecting kids from themselves, from you know, it, all of it just smacks of small government interference unless it's your kid, you know. Do you know what this, the discussion would have been among the kids in the school had they let him play the part that he was cast yes. as? Mm. The discussion would have been nothing. Nothing. Right. This, his friends and his, his um, I, I would call them colleagues in the theater program, were ecstatic for him to be able to have this part. You know, that, that was, except they were congratulating him. It was completely, yeah. completely off base. I wonder what are the parents saying, like, oh, no, we want them to move forward with the production. I'm just, I, I wonder. Well, I mean... You know, we've been talking about this for months and months, if not years and years, about how it, most trans folks I know now are parents of trans kids that I know now that live in Texas. You know, they're protected by the urban cores, but the state itself is coming for them. And yeah. they have the discussion every day, you know, do, do we stay or do we go? Except that you're disrupting a kid's life. Everybody they know, they're home for no good reason. So mm -hmm. do you stay and fight? Or do you leave and, you know, not face the discriminatory onslaught? So well, this is the an extension of the um, ban on trans athletes. Yeah, yeah, same thing, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Except the Republicans have never cared about those queer theater kids anyway. You know, but now they do. <laughs> yeah. You know, the trans is the new boogeyman. And, you know, to wake up every day, it, it just reminds me of the, you know, when I was coming up and coming out, you know, do I have a right to exist today? Well, the answer was usually no, but we worked to change it. So it's it's got to be a tough call for these parents of these kids, you know. Do you stay and change mm -hmm. things or do you leave and run, you know, put your kid into a completely different situation? Well, upend your entire life. Your entire life, yeah. I mean, job. New, new jobs, home, selling a house. Everything, yeah. yeah. So I don't know. I mean, to, to me, it's much ado about nothing, to quote another play. Um, but the I would sue. I mean, the ACLU needs to get busy on some of this stuff if they haven't already. So that's they're so sense. overburdened. I know they are. Yeah. I know they are. But okay. So as as we've mentioned, this is K N O N Pledge Drive. Nine seven two six four seven one eight nine three, and if you have a dollar extra to spend, give it to the ACLU. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, I mean they need they. I mean they do impact legislation or Lambda Legal. They do impact legislation, which means they take cases that will change the law, and to, to me, protect rights. To protect rights, yeah. And to me, a kid who can't be in a play because they're quote unquote the wrong gender. I mean that's that's tootsie. <laughs> that's you know, some like it hot. Doubtfire. Mm -hmm. Some like it hot. That's full. Huh? Lacage full. full. You know all kinds of things. Um, it's theater. It's so, theater, and, it, and if you know theater. anything about theater, that's actually the par for the course. I mean, exactly. it really is. Exactly. This is all acting. You take you take on the persona and stand in the shoes of someone you are not. Exactly. Exactly. Yes, thank you. Well said. You know? Yeah. So, yeah, Denison is just virtue signaling. You know, sermon. Same thing. 
<laughs> they would beg to differ. I don't care. <laughs> we, need to, we need to take a break. You're listening to Lambda Weekly on 89.3 KNON-FM. I'm Dave Taffet here in the studio with Laurent Landis and the late Patty Fink. And our guest is Aaron Moore. We'll be back with more Lambda Weekly right after this. And this is Lambda Weekly, and it is Pledge Drive. Um, Patty, you have still have tickets to give away, two sets. I do. Um, um, we have tickets that will be emailed to you, so you need to call us with an email address and your pledge information. Uh, these are tickets to see Sandra Bernhard um, at the Kessler Theater on Sunday, December 3rd. Uh, doors open at 6, the show starts at 7. The Kessler Theater is a very intimate, small uh, venue in um, Oak Cliff at the corner of West Davis and Clinton. Uh, there are general admission seated tickets. So we, we have one pair uh, to give away, one, $125 for the pair of tickets. $160 gets you a pair of tickets and a T-shirt. So um, two, We have two sets. We have two, oh, we have two sets. We have two sets. Okay. So two sets. Give us a call, 972-647-1893. Uh, the easiest way to make a pledge if you're not calling for tickets is to just go online to knon.org, hit the Pledge Now button, fill out the information, and you're done. takes two or three minutes. Yeah, it's, it's pretty simple. And they send you a confirmation email. Mm -hmm. It's all automated. So We also have the KNON Elite Music Sponsor. This is this is a great one. Um, Kane, uh, you can uh, every elite sponsor uh, during the pledge drive can sponsor a Kanoan PSA announcement for a nonprofit of your choice. Kanoan will make a recording for another good cause that you select. You will be thanked on that recording. It will run for a month on a, the format that you are supporting. Uh, tell the good people about the cause you're uh, you believe in. While uh, supporting good music and programming on KNON. Now, this must be a 501c3 and not a political or lobbying campaign. Um, your name will also be at an event on a guest list for one year. So what this means is you just show up. You just show you up. You just show up to any KNON event. It's like, LeBron, um, do you have the tickets? Danny, do you have the tickets? Exactly. You don't have to worry don't about it. Don't worry that. about it. Just show up and your name is on a list and you get in. Um, you can... You'll also receive two KNON items of your choosing. Um, you can put this on a bank draft or a credit card, and it'll be uh, for forty-one dollars and sixty-seven cents a month. So, and again, it lasts for an entire twelve months. Great deal. That's an awesome deal, and it really does such good work mm -hmm. in support of KNON to help keep KNON on the air um, and KNON now on the uh, digital radio. Um, so support support KNON, support Lambda Weekly. 
We've been on the air now 40 years. One of the original shows that came on the air when KNON went on the air. Yep. And we're still on the air. Still on the air. Thanks to you and thanks to your um, your generous pledges um, and support of the show. 972-647-1893. That's 972-647-1893. Patty, you had something you wanted to... Yeah, I wanted to talk about this. There was a two-hour speech by um, Trump last night in New Hampshire. And yesterday, of course, was Veterans Day. And... Um, uh, he doesn't care for veterans mostly. It does. It does not. But he referred to. Um, he was, you know, wailing on uh, his biggest, one of his biggest grievances, which is the political left and anyone on it. And he, his, his quote included like, Marxist, fascist, communist, socialist, like, as if they're all the same thing. Um, which always cracks me up. <laughs> he doesn't know the difference. He doesn't. It, he doesn't, none of them know. Right. None of them know the difference between all these different things. Bad. They just blurt right, it out. Right. Um, but he he used um, incendiary language and dehumanizing language right out of Hitler um, to refer to his opponents and his and the political left, as he's called us. Um, he vowed to root out what he called, get this, the radical left thugs that live like vermin within the confines of our country. So mm -hmm. he's called us vermin. Anyone who doesn't agree with him is vermin. And, you know, I remember when, um, was it, you know, in 20, 2015, 2016, yeah. when Hillary Clinton referred to some of the MAGA supporters as deplorables. Mm -hmm. Basket of deplorables. <laughs> Basket of deplorables. And that was spread all over the news. We haven't seen anything except mostly print today about Trump calling everyone who opposes who's not him, voting for him. Who's not voting for him. Vermin. This is language that Hitler used routinely mm -hmm. to speak of Jewish people and everyone he wanted to incarcerate in concentration camps. The enemy and control within. the enemy within is what what he called it, and that's also what Trump called them the enemy within. Mm -hmm. um, and this is this is alarming, and this is this needs to be stopped. This is not the way we operate in a democracy, but it's becoming clearer and clearer that the MAGA Republican Party does not want a democracy. Well, they, they, just, they like this authoritarian place that Trump is going. They just censured Ilian, Representative Ilian Omar for, for using the phrase from the river to the sea about Palestine. That was, uh, that uh, was, that was, um, Rashida Tlaib. Tlaib, I'm sorry, Rashid Tlaib. Uh, but Omar was there supporting her. And she was probably wrong to use that phrase because it's an incendiary phrase. But this is equally as wrong. You don't mm -hmm. come out and say, you know, that somebody who disagrees with you is vermin to be exterminated, which is the right. natural conclusion to that statement. You know, so why aren't they censuring Trump? You know, I would love to, I would love to have him censured by the House as well. Um, and in contrast, I'd like to read President Biden's statement on Veterans Day. Today we honor the story of our veterans, the story of our nation at its best. On Veterans Day, let's recommit to fulfilling our one, sac our one sacred obligation as as a nation, to prepare those we send into harm's way and care for them and their families when they come home. Night and day. 
I mean, you know, you either support the troops or you're going to weaponize the troops against your own country, which is exactly what Trump was trying to do in that statement. And what you're talking about is dehumanizing people. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, there was a case that was resolved this week. And when I say resolved, uh, the murderer uh, pled guilty. Um, and it was all about dehumanizing. It was Malaysia Booker's murderer. Oh, yeah. Uh, Kendra wow. Lyon, uh, Lyles. So uh, the first day of the trial, he saw the jury pool and decided to plead guilty. He got 48 years. And for anybody who doesn't remember this case, this is the one where Malaysia had a fender bender in her apartment complex parking mm -hmm. lot. 2019. And in 2019. Um, she got out of her car because she was going to give him her insurance. Uh, and they started beating her up. Not, not just beating her up. It was almost like a circus fanfare, and it was being filmed. It was, it was sickening to watch. Yeah. Mm -hmm. they, they, a black trans woman. Right, black trans woman. It wasn't just a fight. It, yeah, they yeah. were pummeling her. Exactly. Yeah. And again, in the crowd around kind of cheering it on and being filmed. And it, it, it was sickening to watch. And what, shortly after that, she Four was murdered. Four weeks later, yeah. she was murdered. She was murdered. Mm-hmm. Um, police wanted to know was it uh, was it the same person, but the person who uh, led the attack on her had an airtight alibi. I think he was in jail. That's, that's pretty that's airtight. airtight. Yeah. Pretty airtight. <laughs> um, but they finally found him, uh, and uh, what he had done was he shot her three times and dumped her body in the middle of the street. Mm -hmm so that it would be hit by cars. Mm. It's it, it just, just just sick, sick incidents all the way around. And I was I was so heartbroken, and I know our, our trans community, especially our, our black trans community in Dallas, was just devastated. Um, and and it, was, it was so sad because we had, all of us in the community, had vivid images of Malaysia Booker speaking at a rally soon after... Um, the the first incident in yeah. the in the parking lot of her complex. It was about two weeks later. Yeah, and it was just um, you know, and, and so many of us got to know her a little bit, and uh, many of them knew her very very well. And then to turn around and lose her again. I mean, this came close to losing her the first time, mm -hmm. and when she was just beaten, um, and, and and then to be murdered in that way it was just heartbreaking. Yeah. Just. So I'm, I'm really glad justice has come to A few days after the uh, plea deal, uh, they took victim impact statements in court, and he was brought in in handcuffs, sat at the defendant's table, and had to listen. Good. Uh, the first, there were four speakers. The first one was Stephanie Houston, Malaysia's mom, and she was looking over at uh, Lyles and he wasn't looking at her he was you know just kind of wandering his eyes were meandering around the I'm sure he doesn't want to be there and listen um, he doesn't care he doesn't care. care yeah yeah well. so so Stephanie just started speaking louder and louder so that he'd have to hear good for her good for yeah. her well in the tragedy I mean Malaysia's murder I'm, I'm glad he pled guilty and got a pretty hefty sentence, and, but right around that same time, there were two or three other. There were two trans, other murders. Yeah, murders. Oh, there was uh, another. 
Anyway, I can't remember. Chanel. Chanel, thank you. Uh, that was a um, a trans woman whose body was found in White Rock Lake. White Rock Lake, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, there was a space of them right there, and, and we, we forget too soon. Like, I, I'm ashamed I can't remember the other woman's name. Um, but then there were two murders that were unrelated that this guy Lyles is accused of committing. Of trans people as no. well? No. Just no. Just murders. Uh-huh. Well, he's a nice guy. We'll see if Collin County does a Ken Paxton and decides to not mm. so, have a trial because it costs money. Well, and the, I right. mean, I hate to say it, but this goes back to the Supreme Court decision with the domestic violence stuff. It's like, mm -hmm. you know, as soon as he gets out of jail, is he going to get a, you know, be able to have a gun again? <laughs> you know, because he has a Second Amendment right to one. Right, exactly. You know, they're essentially saying that people who have committed crimes should. But he's the wrong color, I'm guessing. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, it's just the country, you know, when they say, do you think the country's on the right track or the wrong track? Speaking of bad polls, right now I would say wrong track because we're letting the minority tail wag the dog. Um, we're letting people that are not in power have the power. And to me, we're doing things out of fear instead of justice. And it's... The Supreme Court scares the heck out of me more than anything right now because those decisions last for decades and lifetimes. Yep. So we've got to we've got to do something this next election, y'all. We've got to get out there and, and if, if if you don't work, not only vote but work for somebody voraciously who you think gets you closer to your goals. You don't have to be in love. You just have to get on the bus and get close to your stop. Gets you closer to your goals then this is on us. I mean, we out, we say we outnumber them and we're the majority. Let's act like it. And just going back to the abortion issue, yeah, we do, we've had some successes uh, for this last week. But let's not forget the ones who oppose it, they want a national ban. Sure they it's do. not mm -hmm. good enough that they that, that they and overturned states', states rights. Right? It's not good enough that it's, it's returned back to the states mm -hmm. now. No, they want a national ban, and they're, they're, they're not being secret about it. Yeah. Um, so I am I, just hypothetically, let's say a Republican did win, got back in the White House. Uh, they had we had a Republican majority uh, Senate and. Can I take this opportunity to remind everybody to update their passports? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so if they were to pass a national ban, would that just override all these other state constitutions that have? Um, yep. Federal law supersedes state law. Yeah, so th yeah. Th th that's what we're got to think about that, people. Yeah, I mean, but that's didn't the Supreme Court rule that this is going back to the states? Right, but we're saying if they pass, but if national, they pass a, a federal I law, mean, if if anybody was dumb enough or sick enough to not change the channel and watch the Republican debate um, without Trump, they were talking about a fifteen-week national ban. You know, you can't have an abortion after right. 15 weeks. Right. You know, so. But that was also one of the things that um, the losing guy for governor in Kentucky was touting. Um, and he lost. Mm -hmm. And Glenn Youngkin, governor of Virginia, was saying that give me a supermajority in both chambers and I'll pass a 15-week ban in Virginia. Not. Um, so he was he was stopped from that. But a federal ban 
goes against what the Supreme Court ruled. The yeah, Supreme it was Court a state ruled issue. that it's a state issue. Yeah. So why are you passing federal laws about it? Because they'll change it enough to, to be, you know, the, the Supreme Court was on a complete ban, wasn't it? Or a six-week ban? So, I mean, if this is 15, well, that's way more reasonable, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, it's... it's but the same thing would apply, too, if, if um, you know, if Pelosi and, and Democrats in Congress, when we had both chambers, had, had then they did pass a reproductive rights um, law that, did, that never got heard in the Senate. Um, but if we were to pass something uh, on the other side of that, does it also apply to all states? Yeah. Good point. You know? And I thought it was interesting that um, Nikki Haley the other night was talking about other ways to reduce the number of abortions in this country. And, uh, you know, you just, I, I've never heard a Republican speak about other options, but giving support to new moms. Um, being there to make sure that, that kids get the health care they need in those young years. Providing and birth school control. Years. Yes. And I mean, like all, and she was talking about this. I'm like, oh my God, I've never heard anybody talk reasonably about, because it's not about, see, that's what tells you, tells all of us that it's not about ab uh, stopping abortions. Yeah, yeah. Reducing the number of abortions because there's. It's nothing either. If you, if you had the baby, then who cares after that? Yeah. Do you know what the You're answer that I've gotten to that would be mm. or has been? I said, you know, if we increase uh, birth control, blah, 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 it would reduce the number of uh, abortions maybe by half. So you want to kill a, a half a million babies? <laughs> yeah, right. Wow. Right. Wow. Instead of a million babies? That's it's, it's, crazy. And it's not about... Actually, I don't even think it's about winning anymore. I think it's the you it's know, about control. Control and the meanness is the point. And if mm -hmm. you know, it, Marjorie Taylor Greene and her other cohorts uh, won by slim, slim, slim margins, but they're acting as if they have a moral imperative to to bring down God's interpreted word on women everywhere on some of this stuff. So it's we've, we've just got to get out and vote them out. That's the only way to stop some of this, to stem you know, some of this flow of hatred that's coming out of the Republican Party. They are the minority. We need to treat them like that. My cousins have promised that they will not vote for George Santos. Well, that's good. <laughs> they live in his district, Did right? they before? No. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are out of time for all of us here at Lambda Weekly. Have a good weekend.